All right. Good morning, everyone. It is 9.15 a.m. on a Sunday, October. It's almost October is almost over. It's October 24th. This is the Out of Pocket podcast featuring Ben and Austin. How y'all doing? Good. Good morning. Out here. And Nashville's you. killing. You can't see me? Well, we can see you, but I don't think whenever we post this, they're not going to be able to see you. Listeners, he just flexed. So. Yeah. We got to show off the muscles. Yeah, whoever's watching this, Ben just flexed. Um, so hey, if you know what he's doing. Mom always said if you got it, you got to show it. So I'm showing it. It's coming in hot today. Um, all right. So last time we talked, it was a couple of weeks ago, and it was good, good conversations. But um, we have a couple of different topics. Well, I guess let's just recap kind of um, how y'all's week has been. Um, the highs and lows. I think that's a cool, cool idea. I can go ahead and start. Um, so my week was good. I I'm still training my job, so I'm almost done. I'm on my third week of a new job, but <clears throat> almost done. I think they just don't want to like throw me out there type of deal, which I appreciate. I don't want to, but I can learn either way. But um, so either way is fine. Uh, it's my high, my low. Are we 99% positive that it's not a multi-level marketing scheme at this point? No, no they're a huge company. Like they just went, <laughs> they, just, they just went public. Oh, wait, I probably shouldn't have said that yet, but they haven't been public yet. Yeah, <laughs> um, insider trading. Um, yeah, I'm I'm getting fired. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah, they sent out an email. They're like, "Don't talk about us being public yet until we're public." I was like, "Oh, okay." But I'm already. Yeah, yeah, now I'm fired. So watch this like podcast <laughs> blow up, and they're like, "Hey, this guy's talking about his company." Um, anyways, my low. Uh, it was the old company? Yeah, right. They can go to hell. Um, <laughs> um, my my low. I don't really have a low. I feel like everything's going good right now. So good to hear. Then <clears throat> take over. Um, my last two weeks have been pretty exciting to say the least. I um went to Fayetteville, Arkansas last weekend to see my friends up there, and what's well, a Razorbacks? play Auburn and we ended up losing. Um, but it was cool to just be, you know, back in my college town as an alumni, which is a weird feeling to kind of stomach. Um, yeah, met a a girl super randomly while I was there. And that's a, that's another story for another time. uh, Yeah. When the stars align, take a peek. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a little dirty, uh, huh? But I've been good. Work's been good. Um, starting the business, getting my training done. Got my books right here for studying and stuff like that. So I'm I'm killing it. Good to hear. Well, I'm not killing it. No, I'm just um, <laughs> next week I'm going to uh, Fayetteville to watch them play Mississippi State. So that's going to be fun. Make but, sure you mask up. Yeah, I can't. Halloween weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, that's on. It's on the sixth, November sixth. Yeah, uh, you know, um, right out there. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff for me. I was just I set up my new office yesterday, so that was a pretty cool experience. Uh, moving from Arlington to South Fort Worth, which is going to increase my drive time by twenty-five minutes. So that's going to be that's going to be great. I'm excited for that. 
But so um, I put, I have this big like gaming chair that I use and I had to throw it in, borrow my mom's car, threw it in the back of the Jeep. And then I also had to go grab my, I have this monitor at, that I use and just driving with that is so, it's like I had, and then I had the laptop in there. So it was like, I get in a crash or something, it's, it's all going under. But um, yeah, that was kind of it. I would say that if I were to somehow be put in like a hell, it would be in, in traffic. Just sitting in traffic would be my, my personal hell. Like, you're like a paradox? Like a, what's it called? We're like purgatory. Purgatory. So, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <that's> what <laughs> if I got somehow like there's a demon that got me or something. Or like I was stuck in a dream. I would just be like sitting in like bumper to bumper. I got some bad news for you. You are in hell, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say mine would have to be sitting on a plane in the middle seat with a baby to my left crying and a 400 pound man eating Thai food (laughs) to my right. Oh, God. No ventilation. Yeah. It's out the cleanest air, though. Do what? They say the airplane air is the cleanest. Cause the yeah, but I don't want to sit next to someone eating Thai food. And a baby crying. Yeah. <laughs> that baby, baby's getting eaten. When I flew to Mexico, there was a baby crying the entire way. Like, why would you take a child on a vacation? I don't know. <laughs> just leave them in the closet, damn it. No, like, fucking just <laughs> them, like you. Put them in the carry-on and just shove them under the seat. No one wants to see like, that. Like they were baby. crying, I'm not even kidding, like all four hours or five hours, or whatever. Well that's like but as a parent, like Fuck, what are man. you supposed to do? You can't do anything. Yeah, more like don't buy the ticket, bitch. <laughs> you don't inseminate her. It was a well, couple. Like a real young couple. It's like kind of surprising that they actually did it, but yeah, they whatever. just hand the hand the kid the iPad. Here you go, and they watch. <laughs> now they took him to the bathroom and gave him a little, a little pat in the butt. Back <laughs> <laughs> out, he was quite as a mouse. <laughs> I heard him screaming from the bathroom. <laughs> oh my god! Like yeah. a trafficking organization. Well, y'all know how does this ever happen to y'all when y'all eat junk food? Yes. Your, like sweat starts to smell. <laughs> when I drink yeah. alcohol and I'm like hungover the next day, if I, if it's a lot of alcohol, and the next day, like I'll try to sweat it out, but even if I like shower and everything, it'll still like come through my sweat and it's so gross. I don't know how to. Explain I gotta it. sweat something out. I had uh, fried rice and firecracker chicken from Payway. Oh, I don't see, know what not, junk like, food. That's not bad. Well, fried rice is pretty. I don't know. I've never had the junk food type where you said you like sweat. Like you said, like you my eat sweat food, right? right now smells like that. I think it's just your odor is that scent. Ooh, that's. I don't nasty. think you're sweating it out. Sounds like you gotta go to the doctor. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm turning into a Cheeto because I ate some Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. If y'all, so if that were to happen, like. You turned into the food you ate the most, what would it be? Oh, nothing. I don't want to turn into food. Have you ever seen the fly? The fly where this guy is a scientist and he turns into a fly? Top 10 nastiest movies I've ever seen. 
He's got like oh, hair. I think I know. I think I know it's what movie you're disgusting. talking about. It's got uh, Goldblum. I don't know his first name. Jeff uh, Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. And he's like, one scene, he's like having sex with his girlfriend. And his girlfriend's like touching his back. There's like hair like poking out. She's like, oh, what is this? He's got big, nasty, thick hairs like grown out of his. It's oh, the, no. the movie's so gross, and he turns into a big ass fly, like human uh. size, like not a not a small fly, like big giant fly. <laughs> oh, dude, I think the gross one of the grossest things I've seen in a different way. Have y'all seen that Black Mirror episode, Black Museum? Yes. Yeah. Y'all know that the scene where the doctor he like they had that little uh, interface that he used where he could like feel the patient's pain so he knew how to help them. Yeah. But then he got like addicted to the pain. That was oh weird. yeah. I that remember that. His own teeth out. Oh like, the homeless people. Oh dude, that was so nasty. That was pretty gross. I probably turn into a steak. I eat a lot of steak. Which I think is a good thing. I had a Kroger steak earlier this week. Money. People think they could need to go out and spend fifty dollars on a steak. And obviously, no. if you're trying to get like the organic, like the grass-fed stuff, then that would make sense. But I'm about to out myself, but like in college, uh, we used to go to like Market Street, and like you know how they have like the little butcher area. Yeah. So there's a way to finesse them. Okay. So what you do is you buy a little meal from the side where they have homemade food, food ready made. Yes. You get a bag, and then you go up there and you ask for a steak, and you know just get the best one because. I'm putting, that, I'm putting that in the bag and I'm walking out. Like, I walked out with a tomahawk. A tomahawk. <laughs> Jeez, those are expensive. It was like, it was like, it was like yeah. bucks. It was like sixty dollars. <laughs> I was like, it's like where you see. There's like I'm all fighting. these videos of of people like scanning, uh, like on the self checkout. <laughs> they'll have like a bushel of bananas that they'll scan. Scan like an Xbox. <laughs> They'll just take the label from the bananas and like stick it on like a TV and just scan it. And so like the guy working the the self checkout would see like, um, obviously this person's not buying what they what they have. But I was actually at Kroger not too long ago, and they've got cameras above the the scanners, so they see exactly what you're scanning at each time. Oh really? And so at like I think over like a there's like a twenty grocery limit before like it pauses and you have to get like the the clerk to come over and like put in their code or something and then they showed the camera on there because it said that i never scanned something and so it was they're watching us all the time you ever seen that you ever seen those cameras like right in front of you while you're scanning they make you look like shit oh yeah i never look at those (laughs) freaking look up looking like shrek i'm like what the hell this is not me you've got your pizza and your cookies in your grocery cart yeah, my bathroom mirror is a lot more rewarding. Um, so I got an interesting thing to talk about. So, like, my new job, they, uh, t- you know, it's like digital marketing and stuff, and they tell us like how we track everybody's phones. Well, we don't. We like buy the basically data from companies or whatever. And apparently, like, there's about to be some new laws, like where you know what cookies are. So, like, that's basically what tracks your phone, so advertisements can get sent to people specific for specific uh i guess stuff they like yeah and now like it's not gonna become illegal but like now companies that are like or like websites or whatever before they track you they're gonna have to like start asking people like are we can we uh 
I've seen that. Yeah, put a cookie in your phone or whatever. So like now that's like a new law. So like just because uh, privacy has been people have been wanting to know like what companies are doing with their privacy and like their data basically and the uk like it's literally just now happening actually like we're about to be a cookie-less world now so i think that'd be interesting and in how now i feel like i mean obviously there's people who are like super uh skeptical of like tracking and stuff so they're gonna like turn off all the cookie list stuff so they won't have any ads like towards them anymore specifically or like following them anymore because you yeah. know how you look something up and like <laughs> You, yeah, you look something up and you're like shoes or something like that. And then you go to Facebook and they're like, oh, it's an ad about shoes. Like that's not going to happen anymore if you like turn down cookies and stuff like that. So, Well, there's a really cool uh, browser you can download. Uh, it's called Brave Browser, which eliminates that um, risk in general and it ad blocks for you. It's basically just a, a um, shell of Google Chrome. So you keep all your um, bookmarks and everything, but it doesn't track any of your, your things. <laughs> So, um, hold it in, brother. <laughs> uh, Are we able to pause it? Uh, actually, yeah. All right, let's take a little break, real quick, y'all. All right. All right, we're back, y'all. So, a little bathroom you, break. You yeah, so got Cutler. Yeah, so the the bar that I work at is, <clears throat> I wouldn't say like a hot spot for celebrities and, and athletes, but it's definitely where they go to kind of separate themselves from getting noticed because you know if you're if you're famous right if you go out all the time especially in nashville you're going to get noticed by other people and you can't really enjoy your night as well so i'm sitting there at the bar and uh jay cutler walks in former chicago bears quarterback he went to vanderbilt so he, he lives in the nashville area and i recognize this guy instantly and the moral dilemma every time i meet or run into someone famous is like, okay, should I ask for a picture? Should I interrupt their conversation or, or what they're doing? Because you never want to be that guy. Don't want right? to seem like yeah. You don't want to, you just don't want to over overreach your, your presence. So I was just like, damn, like I want to, I want to talk to this guy. Like I'm embarrassed fan. Like I, I love Jay Cutler. And of course it would be a cool story to tell. So the person I was with, we walked out and she's like, no, like you need to go back in there and, and talk to him. So we go up to the bar and uh, we order two shots. We're like, hey, we'll take two shots of Jameson and then whatever this guy's having. And Jay was sitting right there. And so he was like, thank you. Like we took the shot together. So we started talking and he gets a really bad rap because his wife had like this famous show on like Bravo Network or something like a really housewifey sort of thing. And uh, so I took a shot with him and told him like we're Bears fans and, and stuff like that. And I was like, Jay Cutler's a cool dude. And it was I actually killed the conversation. Like I was dropping one liners. He was laughing, <laughs> shook his hand a couple times, asked him how he was doing, and then went on my merry way. And I wonder if he will remember that conversation. Was he it's probably in the the list of good ones he's had with fans? Um, that's awesome, dude. Do you seem like he was a little tipsy? No, he was only there for a little bit. He's like, yeah, I'm waiting to meet someone. I don't know if he was on a date or whatever, but... Uh, what was he drinking? Do you remember? Whiskey. So and I guess he's a, he's, he's been drink. over there a couple different mm -hmm. times because the bartenders know him. Oh, and then last night, just since we're on the whole bar scene, this has been a really crazy week over here. 
So um, we've got two bathrooms downstairs, and uh, I kind of like patrol the area because like I know a lot of the customers there. I can help out and see kind of when things are off. And so I'm running, I'm walking through the bathroom area, and like the door opens like really quickly, and I look inside, and it's this guy and this girl in the bathroom, like on like one of our counters in there, like trying to fuck. And I'm like, no, like get the fuck out of the bathroom. And it's Jake so Cutler. Like, and so I slam on the door and like I open it and the guy like turns and like looks back at me. This girl is like blacked out drunk. Oh, what the hell? That's yeah. So I grab him and I shove him out and then I get the girl and she's like, she has no idea what's going on. So I get her out of the bathroom. I'm like, where are your friends at? And she just like stumbles back, falls, hits her head on the wall. Like this girl was like completely blackout. And like this guy was in the bathroom trying to fuck her. And he's like, dude, like, I don't even know like who she is. Like we weren't even trying to do anything. And so I'm like, you need to get the fuck out. So I took him to the front door and I told the other bouncer like, Hey, don't let this guy back in. So I went back to the bathroom and the girl's like still standing there. There were people like trying to help her out. And uh, I was like, where are your friends at? And she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I I don't do this. Like, I'm so sorry. Like just apologizing. And so I find her friend and I'm like, do you know who that guy was? And she's like, never seen him before in my life. And this girl was like completely blackout drunk. And like, if I didn't, if I wasn't walking by like the bathroom, like who knows what could have happened. That's but, like, crazy. it's scary. Like people do that. And like, you have to, if you go out with like your friends and our bar is not wild or anything, <clears> but like, if you go out with like groups of girls and stuff, like, it's really weird how like careful you kind of have to be and like always like looking after your friends, especially when you know they're, they're drunker than where they should be. Cause you can get lost in the crowd quick and then find someone and, and do something that you can't she reverse and yeah, your life could be completely changed. She could have easily have, you know, had a bunch of drinks having a good time. And then she actually is interested in this guy, but then at some point she doesn't want to have, intercourse and this guy doesn't know that or he's just a scumbag and and it's not even the time or place at a bar to yeah it's participate in those sort of activities but like <clears throat> sounds like as she didn't know like what was even going on and kind of just yeah she didn't and as, as guys like we we always know like what guys are scumbags like we're not scumbags like we've we've got girlfriends like we we've got a good group of friends that we kind of look out for and, you know, you can always pick up on that one sleazy guy. We always know people that do shit like that all the time and you have to keep an eye out on. Yeah, but it's like, I was just wondering to myself, I was like, at what point and like during growing up and like your childhood and like your early adult life, does someone like morally say, okay, it's okay for me to do this. Like, it's so confusing to me how people can get to that point where like, they would rape someone or they would take advantage of someone like that. It's just like a weird thing for me to understand. Uh, that's kind of, yeah, that's disgusting to be honest. Like someone even trying to do that in the bathroom and like, you never know, like what if he even put something in her drink? Like that, yeah. too, like how do people even, that's bold. Just well, Austin, I mean, you went like to, drugs. you went to Texas tech, like big party school, like huge bar life. Like I'm sure you saw some stuff like that at, at some point. Right. I mean, so like apparently there's like stories that like 
frat parties and stuff like that, but I've never, I've just heard stories, never witnessed anything like that. I mean, definitely people can dragged out because like they're trying to hook up in the bathroom or something like that. But usually um, people try to keep their cool. I mean, after a while, like there's specific like freshman bars and like older, uh, I guess, seniority bars. So like we expect at the like bars where like you have to be 21 and up, we expect you to like actually know how to like handle your alcohol because <laughs> like if you there's a huge difference when you go to like the freshman bars or like sophomore bars people are just like freaking slosh like barely walking and like fights every 10 seconds and it's not fun it's not like you're just yeah you're just like man i, I can't be here like it sucks so usually like if you're at a bar like on broadway and it's like a 21 up bar and they're strict they're really strict about ids those are the best bars because like you don't want these underage kids in there. Cause I've been in there where like somehow all these underage kids got in and they're asking me how old I am. I'm like, nobody asked that. Like when you're 21, <laughs> like, why are you asking me how old I am? Like, they're like, what year are you? And they're telling me and they're like, Oh, I'm a freshman. And I'm like, get out of my face. Like <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Weird, but all right. That was off topic. But like, yeah, I mean, I haven't really witnessed anything like that personally, but I'm sure it's happened. Well, <clears throat> so Malcolm Gladwell, he actually wrote about this thing. What happens when you have a bunch of alcohol in a short amount of time? It, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but it does something to your prefrontal cortex, I think, where you make like rational decisions. And that's what pretty much blacking out is. And so it's like you can understand why people don't make rational decisions when they have that much alcohol in that uh, pace. And he talked about, I think there's a, duke or stanford like rape case it's it gets really weird with alcohol and and like a lot of the times i feel like women don't want to go to like court and like hash these things out because it's so kind of traumatic maybe i think everything's kind of against them currently the law like system i guess legal system and it's kind of that's what you know it's not right about it but then again like it's just a whole bunch of money's like say they lose Cause there is cases where like they have no evidence towards the like person doing the rape and they have, you know, they get into debt and then also like they're outed as, you know, being a victim and there's a lot against going against them. So, which is, you know, it sucks. There should be some confidentiality between those kind of things. So it's almost like, do you have to ask, do you want to do this just to cover your, your bases? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I it's, like people shouldn't go out like expecting to be like, all right, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm like, this is the night, like, like if it happens, it happens, man. Like, just go with the flow, and you don't force anything because that's weird and it's gonna cause you some problems. <laughs> um, but it's funny, like how quick of like a moment that was, like the finding them in the bathroom and like me being on the outside, like not really. Was that the guy surprised? My life. Yeah, he was drunk as well, but it's it's like scary to know like the consequences of stuff like that and like who knows? Like it's just it's almost scary to know like if you have like a sister or like another girlfriend or like really close friends that right. go out and enjoy themselves like shit's intimidating. Like at that point so would you have people. like do you think you should like ask the girl to leave too? Like hey, do you think you mind like 
probably have no, to I did. Home. Yeah, I did. And I made sure she got back in like an Uber and she was with her friends and stuff. Um, but her friend was also like bewildered at the fact that like she was doing something like that. So it was just like a weird, weird night. Since like fall has hit, like there's something in the air where people are just being so bold. Is that Mercury retrograde? You guys believe in that? I think it's in like <laughs> Venus is in retrograde or something now. Yeah. I kind of want to, I want to understand that. There's too many girls think that like it's real. I mean, it might be real. I don't know, but I, people talk to me about it. I'm like, this is Chinese to me. I don't know what you're talking about. They always about. say, yeah, they always say like the red flag is like, if you meet a girl and she's like, what time are you born? What yeah. are you a Taurus? Like I've definitely gotten asked that. So. <laughs> my, mom's, my mom's gotten the text from like, Hey mom, what time was I born? I literally texted my mom a week ago. I said, Hey, what time was I born? I needed to know to see if I'm compatible with this woman. She's like, leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's interesting because I, I got two points. One on the previous conversation where I got a story about that, but I'm going to touch on this. So do y'all know what uh, Himalayan salt lamps are? Are those like the rocks that you lick or like the stuff like that? Pink rocks. Yeah. So they have a, they mine it from Pakistan, uh, these salts. And what they're supposed to do is they cleanse the air of all the um, Bad juju. positive charged ions. So like, you know how when you're on the beach or something or in the mountains, you like breathe in the air, everything's like fresh. You have that breathing ability. <clears throat> Basically what it does is, so I ordered like three of them. You keep them near you. Some people have them on their necklace and that gets into like the, the hippie, hippie stuff. But um I'm going to see what it's about. Apparently it's supposed to cleanse the air and, and be good for you. So, but going back to the drunk girl, um, I had a situation where I was in my apartment complex in college and me and I think two other friends, we were in the elevator and this like really uh, intoxicated chick walks in and it seemed like she had been drugged and she was trying to find this dude that she was going on a date with. And she was just like really out of it. And it was like more than being drunk, but it was like, you couldn't even like, they, ha they weren't even, even in control of what they were doing. So There's like something else that was motivating them to, or they, they were just wandering around pretty much. And so. Sounds like they're off some drugs. Yeah. It was, I don't know what happened. Maybe she like wanted to ease her, like get loose and like took like a pill or something. <laughs> Oh. Well, I remember hey. I remember my freshman year at the university I went to. I don't want to name it on here for this story, but uh, this girl, I'm in my dorm and it's like two in the morning and I'm the only one in my apartment. I think my, my roommates had left for the weekend or something. And uh, it was like two in the morning and I'm watching like something on my computer in my bedroom and I hear like this faint knock at the door. And so I'm like, that's really weird. Like no one should be around here. And so... I like let it be. And then I hear the knock again. I'm like, okay, someone's clearly out there. I go out there and it's like this girl, just like a random girl I've never met before. She's like hammer drunk. And like, she's flirting with me. Like, as I open the door and uh, like, I invite her down to like sit down because like, I'm trying to find her friends or something like that. And like, obviously like nothing happened. Like I didn't do anything with her. Like it was super random, but like, People like wandering like that, like it's so scary. Like if I was a bad person, like I easily could have taken advantage of this woman and, and done something horrible. 
But like, I don't understand how people just like wander off when you're drunk. Cause obviously she had no idea where she's at and like who I was. And it's just scary to know that like people can get that drunk and like be okay with it. I want to, we kind of skipped over the Jay Cutler combo. I want to know what you guys talked about. You talked about, Oh his, yeah. Like, yeah. So life and stuff. So I went up to him and um, so I was standing behind him and so I shook his hand. I was like, Jay, like if I told you, if I told my dad that I was taking a shot with Jay Cutler, he's probably going to shit his pants. And he just started laughing. And uh, so I was like, yeah, like my, my dad grew up in um, Northside Chicago, like we're huge Bears fans. And he's like, oh, very cool. Like, where did he grow up? Like we were talking about that for a little bit. And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, when I tell him this, like, he may have a heart attack. His blood blood pressure is high enough just from watching the Bears this season. And he was like, yeah, him and everyone else. So he was pretty much like shitting on the Bears and, and how bad we've been doing and stuff like that. that was um, pretty yeah, it was it was smooth. I was, is he, I was is proud he of myself. He's like 6'2", six, 6'3"-ish six, maybe. Oh, damn. Good looking look like, guy. If you didn't know him? No. He just looked like a – you know how like when people you see people out there like are dressed nice and just kind of have like this aura about them that they they're successful and they're they're wealthy something like that like he he came off that way um, but he wasn't like an asshole or he wasn't mean to me or wasn't mean to anyone else around him so it was it's good to know that like people are like that and willing to have a conversation because it easy could have just been like fuck off like I don't want to talk to you guys I've never met a and, famous person like that that's kind of crazy. Dude, I met. There's been like a ton of country singers, like Parker McCollum, Co Wetzel, Riley Green, that I've met within the last couple of weeks. And it's funny, like sometimes if I'm not sure it's them, and like I ID them and I take their ID and I look at them, like ah shit, like this is Riley Green, for example. And like so it's almost like Reed? a humbling experience for them because I'm sure like when's the last time they've had to be carted to like get into a bar because right. people probably already know who they are or they're going somewhere that's you know, they have a reservation because, you know, they want to be excluded from the normal population. I think I'd start um, stuttering. Like, hey. hey. <laughs> uh, do, man, do they get upset? Like a famous person, like, you don't know who I am? Like, why do you have to see my ID? No, I haven't had that run in yet. Um, if anything, that's just more with like normal customers that I see. They're like, I'm here all the time. Like, why do you need my ID? I'm like, because I don't remember you, Becky. So give me <laughs> Texas ID and go in and drink your pickleback. I just got a notification that Darren Waller isn't playing, so fuck my Titans life. plus four and a half. Oh, uh, wait, you said Darren Waller or Damian Williams? Dan Darren Waller. Oh, yeah, they played the Eagles today. Take the yeah. Eagles plus two and a half. So I'm going to have to drop somebody big. <laughs> Shit. Well, well Austin, I know Titans. you, um, oh, you want to talk about fantasy football. No, go ahead. I uh, just saying happy tight ends day, but go ahead. It's tight ends day. Yeah, national tight ends day. So Travis Kelsey, whoever's got him. Oh yeah, Ben's had a little short career, little stint. Short career. I'm a tight end myself, so y'all need to celebrate me. After this, I'm gonna go get blackout on bottomless mimosas. <laughs> just for you, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, but Austin, I know. Um, you know, I've been kind of following the the Brian Laundry and the Gabby Petito case a little bit more on the conspiracy side of things and and what it means. But I know you kind of mentioned his death. I wanted you to talk about that and kind of what you think, what's going I think, on. I don't know, man. That sounds crazy because, like, 
how okay so they found his remains or whatever but they found it in like a skull somehow and how are you like already disintegrated into a skull first of all and then how did your parents just magically find you after the police were looking for five months so like i feel like that's like what the hell because like his apparently his family found his bag first and then they found his remains in like the span of like I mean, this might sound, I think it might be exaggerated, but like they said like an hour. Well, hold on. So I haven't kept up with this at all. Can you all backtrack? What exactly happened? So you know how like uh, that, you know, the start of the case, right? Where like they went on a trip and in a van and the boy, Brian uh, and and his girlfriend, I don't know her name. Oh, Gabby Petito. And they, they, uh, they, he came back without her. And he just acted like nothing was happening. He's like, oh, yeah. Hey. And then the, her parents were like, where is my daughter? He's like, oh, I don't know. And they find her eventually. And she's like dead or whatever. And there's like a whole bunch of like new stuff about people seeing him. And like the case just blew up. So they're like questioning the guy. And he was like kind of not, not cooperating. And uh, he went on the run. And they were looking for him for like five months. And while looking for him, they found like nine other dead bodies not related to that case. Like, what the? F- That's kind of crazy. Well, so right? she went and to kind of like talk about like why something like this is so strange. So, you know, obviously we know kind of how the news cycle and the media works, and kind of what you pointed out. Like, since Gabby Petito has gone missing, and we've seen this full focus, and you know if you want to put a distraction, like where they have every news outlet has been focusing on this case and the search for Gabby Petito. I mean, even TikTok, like people were doing their own investigations to try to find out like discrepancies and stories and stuff like that. But so she went missing on September 11th, which is the 20th anniversary of the nine 11 attacks. And this is kind of where it gets into the weeds a little bit. Um, But just a lot of strange events and things I guess symbolism, like what they're wearing in their last pictures, where they're at, um, that sort of thing. It's like really weird when you get down to it. So there's this term called gematria, which is kind of like this alphanumeric system. And I'm I'm gonna butcher this explanation here, but it I think the Jewish people like originated with this this system to communicate, and a lot of people believe this is where a lot of occultists talk and communicate like messages throughout the world. So it's like you type in the the letters of a phrase, a name, a place, something like that, and it gives you a number back. And so all these numbers mean different things, but Ben Robinson could have the same Gematria code as uh, Boston Red Sox. It's like one of those things. So for example, research on too. There's, do like what? Three, there's three types of it, right? There's like the English, there's the Hebrew, and then there's the Latin gematria. Yeah, it's there's a couple different versions of it. So for example, so Grand Teton National Park, this is where they were found, or this is where they disappeared at. The um, gematria code of that is 46. So the other 46 things that align with this case, sacrifice equals 46, Catholic equals equals 46 and you know that's the religion um if you keep going down the line gabby petito equals 75 catholic church equals 75 and it's you just keep going down the line and you know there's a lot of different things that 
you could say are a coincidence in a way, but you know, once you kind of start to see a pattern of something and like what it means. So she was found in Wyoming, you know, that's where they found the body. Wyoming is the 44th state kill Jamatria code is 44 execution. Jamatria code is 44. Brian laundry, you know, the boyfriend's name is 44. So it's just like all these different things that are kind of taking place and we can go into a deep dive on like the shirts that they're wearing and how that aligns with Hillary Clinton. Like it's, it goes deep into the weeds, but it's so interesting how like a normal disappearance turns into, you know, this huge national story. So it's, it's really weird to figure that out. That's what I kind of, it surprises me. Like why people get murdered and, and raped every day and, and stolen. Why is this the case? Is it because she's just a, a white girl and she's on the front page? Well, people say this is like, if you look into the Jamatri side of things and what it means, there's a bunch of different videos called like I pet goat. And uh, it's kind of like this conspiracy video. And people are saying that this Gabby Petito case is the exit out of the matrix. Like all these things have happened, like, all these coincidences and it's like a look into the, the matrix to exit out of it just because it doesn't make any sense. And obviously that's a, a huge blanket statement to say like, get out of the matrix sort of thing. But if you actually kind of do some research, like if you're open-minded, like you'd be like, damn, like that does kind of make sense. Like it's so weird how all these things align, but it's, I'm going to look this up now. I'm interested. Yeah, I, I watched that uh, podcast you sent me where you were like talking about Dumatria and stuff like that. I, I listened to a little bit of it and it was kind of creepy. Yeah. And I, I came across this TikTok where it was talking about a movie, 23. Uh, yeah, with Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's that kind of reminded me of it. And I was like, what the – like basically the, the plot of the movie is like the, number 23 is like really involved in his life and like he thinks it controls – like pieces of his life and stuff like that. And he's going crazy over it. Cause he figures it out. And like the, and you know, the matrix is basically like a whole bunch of numbers. Uh, and like, I guess calculations to, you know, yeah. Run our lives and stuff like that. So he figures it out and it drives him crazy. And I feel like that kind of, and that was after I watched the video of Dramatria stuff. And it, I was like, wait, this is weird. How this just, just like showed up on my TikTok. <laughs> You're like watching it at night. You're like, holy shit. It's yeah. actually kind of <laughs> I'm seeing numbers now. <laughs> well, that's what they say. It's like when um, like the people that control the matrix, like they use a lot of these numbers and symbols to communicate. And, you know, we've all had experiences where like you're thinking about the number five and then all of a sudden like you see number five, like wherever you go. It's like that predictive programming sort of side of things. And it's just a lot of what aligns with this case is the same way where these things continually pop up and you can't consider that a coincidence when you see a pattern of it. And so it's, you have to be open-minded enough to even consider the possibility of what this could mean, because it's not just some missing person's case. Like it's so random. And the fact that when Gabby Petito went missing, I don't know if it was her family or Brian Laundrie's family went on Dr. Phil. I think it was days after. I think it was her family. Yeah, that's like, who does that? It's so random. Her family's Doc- really calm too. I don't know if you've seen them talk. Very calm. But like, if you're if you went missing, your daughter went missing. Like, why are you going on Doctor Phil to to talk? Like it it just doesn't it, make any sense. 
maybe to get the word out so they can find her daughter. Yeah, but Dr. Phil's not a – that's not his but, role. He's a, he's there he to like, talk a, about issues. and But they say that Dr. Phil has a lot to do with this Dramatria stuff and how he is already – he's been considered um, awoken and he has control over what happens in his life. And so that's why, you know, these certain people have these platforms because they, they're already exited. Like they already understand what's going on. So it's, it's just really interesting. And it's definitely the most interesting conspiracy I've ever, I've ever looked into. Speaking of conspiracies, you heard of that? Who's that guy that like, kind of like chubby dude that's got info wars. Alex Jones. Did you see he was getting sued and he lost the lawsuit of like the, uh, one of those shootings where he was like, saying the parents were like framed actors and he was like going on their show. So apparently the parents, the parents sued him for that and he lost. He has to pay him a ton of money because he was saying there were staged um, actors. Shooting was at Parkland? No, it was the the Sandy Hook shooting. Yeah. He said they were child actors. Yeah. So that's, um, that's considered a, uh, what his argument was is that it's a false flag event. So a false flag event is pretty much the government or some political party or group that engages in some sort of activity, domestic terrorist, you know, just some sort of activity that causes chaos within the world, but they use the intentions of that act to hide their true meaning. So for example, his argument with the Sandy Hook shooting was that FEMA, the federal emergency aid group, use that act to push gun control laws within schools. So like that's that's kind of what he was going towards. And I'm not sure why he thought it was fake or what evidence he has, but there is people have looked into the actors and the parents that are going on these shows and talking and how they've been in other, I guess, crisis events mm-hmm. where they're just like present. And so it's weird to see kind of like how – you know, someone could look like that person and they were at another shooting talking about how emotional it was. And then they're here at Sandy Hook shooting. So it's, I don't know if it's, I'm not going to say it's fake because yeah, I think people did die and, you know, I don't really know too much about it, but I understand as to why someone would question it because there's been a lot of false flag events and events that have happened where the government will say it's something else, but we all know that the true meaning was to do this or push this agenda. People, the biggest example of that is uh, 9-11. People will say yeah. that, the false flag event, where people died and it was very tragic. But um, the things that came after that, the security state that we live in. And um, the money in the military too. Yeah, it was an excuse to go over to Afghanistan uh, for even longer, people will say. But um, there was even, uh, I think something in cuba where we were going to bomb we we're going to shoot down a, a commercial airliner with full of american citizens what the over heck? cuba and say it was cuba so we could go and invade i mean that's a false flag right there that didn't happen but these things are it, these things are real and like you said when you when you open your mind to some of these things it's it could be it could be pretty scary yeah you can definitely go into the weeds with it but I'm I mean, Brian Patillo or uh, Brian Laundry. Yeah, dude, it's. You think he's alive? What if they like? I don't. Know, I didn't really read into it or like see like was it his skull or was, did he just find teeth? Because if they found teeth, all right, there's no fucking doubt he's probably somewhere. He threw his teeth on the floor with some dentures <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> Walk around with some freaking dentures or something, man. Like that's. Um, 
I heard that Gabby Patillo was a crisis actor. She's gone, brother. You heard about that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Ben? I've heard about it, yeah. And I think when. Um... She was like in a bunch of weird, like, videos. And I don't know. I yeah. just heard that. Well, so in the. In the iPet Go video that I mentioned, and you guys need to go watch this because it's really, really, really weird. There's like this image of this girl who looks almost exactly like Gabby Petito, and she's holding like this apple, and she's got like these children behind her. And the shading of the video kind of turns, it gets like really dark. And behind her, there's this wall with like a tree and a rabbit, and then a door with an exit sign. And so it shifts to. Gabby Petito sitting there and she gets like really sad and like the lights illuminate behind her and there's a rabbit and an exit. So that's when I mentioned people believe this is the rabbit hole. You have to go down to get out of the matrix what? because like she's holding like the apple and it rolls over to Barack Obama. Like it's bro. It is weird. And like, you have to watch it. Cause it like, yeah, there's so did much, do a like, lot of connections and that's, that's know. crazy. First of all, um, the Matrix, like that's one of my favorite movies. I've only seen the first one. I know they're making a. Uh, have y'all seen y'all seen the Matrix, right? Yeah, yeah. Would you want to get out of the Matrix? I don't huh? know. Like, <laughs> would you want to get out of the Matrix? Red pill, the blue pill. If it's shitty, like the Matrix in the movie, then keep me in here. I'm <laughs> I'm not going out there in that real world and facing some robot aliens. I'd take the red pill. Which one is that again? I forgot. That's the one where you know you like you pretty much you takes it and then he is like out of the pod. Like they're using all the human energy in, in yeah. the pods to run the, the matrix. And he like exits out there. They pick him up in the spaceship and they program his brain and he's able to go into the matrix still. But he he understands the oh maybe yeah that's pretty cool. I feel like they need to stop doing re- awesome. reboots and and sequels and like this. That they're was doing such, yeah, that was a great trilogy though. So like, why make another one? And then like making a ho- another Home Alone, another Scream movie, and well, like Halloween. We saw that one. Our generation. What are we not like original at all? Like, come on. I love movies too, and I don't want to just go and keep trying to watch movies that have already been made. Like, yeah, but that's not. I mean, stuff. you're. Just picking on a couple different movies that have made sequels. I mean, there, there's no, tons of different like movies all the time. Sequels now in our generation have been pumped out like crazy, and like just there's no new ruined. stories. Yeah, just ruined. Like Dune was also an old movie, so that just came out, and I watched it. It was it was slow. I'm not gonna lie. Did you see um, what happened with Alec Baldwin on their movie set? Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. He fired the the prop gun and uh, ended up killing one of their cinematographers. And there's there's some some dramatry in there. Oh, believe me, there's some stuff about it. Because if you look at Alec Baldwin's tweets, like he's talked about like killing and like these people need to be killed. Like he's very vocal in the the political community. Um, And rumor has it that throughout this movie set and their shooting and stuff, that the prop gun had been like misplaced a couple times. They couldn't keep their tabs on it. And then sure enough, you know, something like this happens, but I don't understand like a prop gun, like it's fake, like movies with guns happen all the time. How, in this case, does a bullet fire out of it? And two people he shot too. a couple times, like, well, they actually, the prop guns are actually real guns. Um, there's just, they use a different bullet. Um, 
and sometimes they have there's different bullets they can use where they take off the, the bullet and they just have the uh, shell it's called like a um, dummy That's, round or something yeah I had heard that they actually had a misfire with that same gun earlier in the, in the day where it actually fired um, a real bullet there's also reports that you know they were treating the the workers the camera crew like shit on the set and then it could be the case where so like he's shooting a scene and he's aiming at the camera and the camera's like the person and so that's like the point of view they want to go but he's shooting off a little bit and so sometimes when you shoot um you might have a little tick or you like shoot up or shoot down or shoot left or shoot right yeah because of the explosion he could have just just shot her but i'm just confused as to how like something like that can happen where like we've seen too yeah like all all these movies have happened where we use guns and i'm sure they didn't do anything different with this setup one situation like bruce lee's son ever seen the movie the crow so he died yeah he accidentally died from like a knife or a misfired gun or something like that i don't remember it was a misfired gun Yeah. yeah so he died on set and i i think that's kind of I don't know. I feel like there needs to be some gun safety protocols. Like, damn, why are you guys shooting people on set? And why is there real guns? Needs to be exactly. Like- There's also people are saying that, well, we don't know what happened, but someone could have loaded it with a real round. Um, and like, and like if, you're, if you're Alec Baldwin, let's just, and I'm not accusing him of anything. I don't know the, the facts of the situation, but if you're Alec Baldwin and you want to kill this person, like that's a pretty good route to do it where, you understand there's accidents that can happen and obviously it had happened before. Like, can he get away with something like this? Like what's the legal implication? I mean, he killed someone. Obviously it was an accident at least right now, but like what's going to happen with him? Just a huge investigation probably, but I think he'll be fine. I think he's going to be mentally messed up. He killed somebody like that's, that's a lot to take. And he also injured somebody. I, I was trying to look into like, how do, you went shoot twice? How do you shoot twice? It went through the person and it hit the other guy. So this is supposed to be a prop gun and it's that strong? Like how close Which, was he? Jesus. I don't know the full details, but also too, um, I've heard people talk about it. It's, it's his responsibility though because he was the one with the gun. He should have checked the, the chamber and seen – and apparently yeah. he's done this before in other movies, so okay. I don't know if he has. Maybe really... not give him a gun. <laughs> yeah, he's canceled. He knows how to shoot, I, I presume, but it's oh. interesting. Well, I guess now, like, if a prop gun can kill somebody, then freaking, you know, put some gun safety in there. Jesus, warning that people. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised. Prop gun, is, prop gun is just a real gun. Okay, basically. Yeah. So he's I feel like around. there could be a better design for that. They need to just 3D print a gun that does not shoot bullets. Right. Well, let's see if the movie comes out. The movie, um, it's supposed to be in like 1940s, so it was a revolver, apparently. Mm. So, <clears throat> who knows? I've never shot a revolver, so I don't know. Magnum. Yeah. Let's go shooting. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, you're going to have to cut that out. That infuriated me. <laughs> Freaking hate when people sneeze loud. 
Dogs are around. Well, let's transition. Ben, didn't you meet with uh, an MMA manager? Ooh. Yeah. So um, his uh-huh. name is his name is Elliot. I met him at the bar, and we were just talking. And he was he was a little drunk, and so you know when people are drunk, they love to to boast about themselves and and talk about kind of what they do. So I was having this conversation with him. He's like, yeah, like I'm in sports management. And uh, we were just kind of talking about like the UFC and and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, like I manage Sean O'Malley and Tony Ferguson. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know too much about UFC. Definitely not as much as you guys. But we were talking about that and how the way that it's set up, like he had a really interesting perspective because I guess the way your manager or your, your agent gets your money, they take a percent of your endorsements and a percent of your fighting money. So the difference between his uh, sports management company is they don't take a percent of their fighting money. He's like, why should me on the business side, why should I take a cut of my fighter for knocking someone out? He's like, that's all him. Like, we don't want him to stress about how much money he's making, take care of his family, all this stuff. And so we kind of got into Conor McGregor and uh, just talking about like John Jones and like the drug abuse stuff. And he's like, dude, Conor is addicted to cocaine and he's an al- like raging alcoholic. And like someone like in the industry is telling me this. And, uh, you know, I don't know if to believe it or do it, but we've seen like the behavior of Conor McGregor. And it's like, it's a perfect explanation as to why he acts this way. But it's, it's just crazy. I mean, I could definitely see the alcohol. (laughs) What'd you say, Austin? I could definitely see the alcohol addiction. He's over here. He's always tweeting nonsense and like crazy shit. And like, even the people that he's gone against, like Khabib's talked about it. He's like, it's alcohol. Like he's, he's uh, drunk when he does those tweets. He's not himself. And like, and then the uh, uh, DJ in Italy recently broke his nose. Yeah, that's, he's, I mean, he's the richest, I think right now the richest athlete currently getting paid so he's chilling on a big bank account so i feel like he's just like whatever i'm inferior to everybody else well he also he hasn't won a fight since what like 2016 2017 he's got the hype behind him though like i think the ufc the way the ufc is basically like run is hype more than anything you can be undefeated and someone will still not know you it's kind of crazy it's like them up correctly like sean o'malley's perfect example he is a young and up-and-coming fighter he's fought a couple times in the ufc and he has a huge following which brings in the the pay-per-view buys and that's a lot of value he's got a lot of platforms too yeah he's on he has a podcast the whole thing and so he fights like you fight fighters but you don't fight the best immediately like you have to build them up so they they're ready to be a champion and I think that's a pretty interesting part of it. I know his other fighter, Tony Ferguson's kind of the opposite right now where he still beast. has a huge fan base, but he's, um, he's kind of old. He's on the back end for sure. Yeah. And that was something he brought up too. When we were talking about Sean O'Malley. He's like, because as a fighter, you get to choose who you want to fight. And it was like, if I'm getting paid a hundred thousand dollars to fight the 50th best ranked fighter in the world, I'm going to take that 50,000 over getting the, or, take that hundred thousand over getting the same purse for fighting the number 10 fighter in the world. So it's kind of like the risk versus reward knowing that I can win and maybe not get my head bashed in for the same amount of money. But then on the flip side, you'll have guys that are like, well, I just want to fight the best no matter what. And so it's, it's interesting to know kind of like a lot of respect for those guys though. That's kind of, 
Yeah, and he. What's the guy from uh from Bowie, the fighter? Uh, yeah, so he he said he was really good friends with him too because I told him I'm from Arlington, Texas. It's like, yeah, he's a great guy. I'm, I'm like best friends with his brother or something like that. So it's it's small world to like meet people like that. Man, Kamara Usman is pure muscle. That guy is freaking the beast. Yeah. I don't know who's gonna beat him. He might be he might be up there like greatest fighters of all time later on. I think right now it's still John Jones for me. Ah, he's got a dude, lot of issues, but you can't you deny can't stay greatness. Off the cocaine. You can't deny greatness, man. At some point, though, like, dude, he's fought people on cocaine. Like, <laughs> come on, like that's kind of insane. That's a after a night of drinking drug. and partying. After a night of drinking and partying, goes out, fights one of the best fighters of all time, Daniel Cormier, and wins. Like, come on, man. That's and like, is that like this is one of the days? I mean. Not my uh, goat. My goat. You don't think so? Well, I just don't like him as a person. John Jones? Yeah. He, he got recently arrested. Uh, he, you know, he's allegedly, he beat up his wife and his kids were there. Yeah. Um, he, like, banged his head on the cop car. And it's just, that's a thing with fighters like Conor McGregor as well. You get hit. It's like a recipe. You get hit in the head. You, you abusing substances. And then you reach these super highs, like that we couldn't even imagine what it's like fighting in front of whatever in like Madison Square Garden, and you win and you're you jump on the cage like that high. Oh my god! You never top that, and that's what Conor McGregor. I feel like he's is trying to do that. He's trying to top that high. Yeah, he's yeah. addicted to that high. Yeah. He's I mean, fighting. He fought fucking Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. Like that's his and it was a good fight. Made. Like. Uh, He's one of the greatest of all time. Conor McGregor is greatest entertainer. Yeah, greatest entertainer. I feel I'm like his fighting career has completely fallen off since like the Nate Diaz stuff. Well, he beat Nate Diaz the second time, um, and then he lost to Khabib, who's people say he's the goat. He yeah, and then he lost to Dustin Poirier twice, right? Leg, yeah. Dustin uh, Poirier won the championship. I got respect Dude, for Dustin Poirier. That ankle him. injury. Oh my god, dude, that's some Watching bad blood too. I've been just seeing his ankle snap like that. Ugh. After he was down too, Dustin Poirier is like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like that's some that's some bad. But blood. just like the conversation, like props to Joe Rogan, like he's an angel. Like going to like sit down on like the cage with him and like talk, and Conor McGregor is just saying like, "Fuck you, Dustin!" Like that's why you're. It's like that's why your wife was in my DMs, mate. <laughs> like all this shit, like. I'm like, that's so – like, what am I watching right here? Like, this is the craziest thing ever. You think he deserves another fight, Conor McGregor against Dustin Poirier? No. I, uh, he was losing the fight. I think he was about oh, to Oh, he was getting his out. head bashed in. Yeah, Dude, he was taking all those fucking him. elbows. And people were like, there's some Conor McGregor fangirls, and they're just like, oh, no, did you see the fight? It was like even. I'm like, no, man. He was getting freaking – Rock. I think like the first two minutes, Connor had control, and then Dustin took him to the ground and was just pounding his fucking face in with elbows. And then it's just it's over like that. But it's so interesting, like someone that has as much hype as Connor McGregor. Like, like I'm a little bit involved in the UFC community. Like I recognize names and and fighting careers and stuff. But like, I believe that Connor was going to go in there and knock him out and win just because of all the hype. And we know who this guy is like we're almost a part of his life in his way and like it's the complete opposite and like i felt the same way when he lost to habib like 
Conor McGregor is like the best. Like we think he's the best because of how much media attention he gets. And how, he, how he carries himself. Yeah, like the confidence is there. Like he thinks he's going to beat anyone on the face of the earth. And more recently than not, like we've seen him get his ass kicked. And ugh. But like another thing with the Dustin Poirier, like just like the the conversations I had after the fight, like when Habib and like his fighting crew like jumped and like Connor got jumped. Like that was one of the craziest events I've witnessed on live TV. That was pretty bad. I, still, I was like, holy shit. I'm watching this live. Was, yeah. It was I, a fucking was melee. I, you think yeah. that's like, equal, you think that's like equal to like Mike Tyson biting Evander Holyfield's ear? Like, like, like craziness. Like, you know what I mean? Honestly, the buildup to the Khabib uh, McGregor fight was huge and it got really dirty. I think it's up there, man. I kind of knew Khabib was going to win because, you know, McGregor is not a wrestler. You know, someone takes him down and wrestles him like one of the greatest wrestlers, Khabib. I, I had money on it, so <laughs> I won my money. But did he, um, was that a first round finish or did they go like a second, couple rounds? Second round. Fifth round, he uh, choked him. Not going to lie, Conor Damn, got they went all the way to five. Him. Yeah, Conor is a fighter, dude. He's one of the greatest fighters. Boxing, um, really. He just is I know, not... but that was like that was years ago. I barely remember. I mean, don't get me wrong. Someone comes up, comes up to Conor, and they think they're going to like just have an easy fight. He's still a good fighter. He's 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 tough. He's got hard punches. Like just not just anybody can go up there and fight him. You know what I mean? He's 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 still one of the greats. Like. Fighting wise, I'm not saying like bringing him down. He's just gone downhill. He's thinking more about the hype and marketing himself, which I mean, good for him. He's making a shit. I mean, highest paid athlete of all time. I mean, not all time. Uh, currently, right now, in any sport. So yeah, that's kind of crazy. Well, so, so like this is Biggie said, "More money, more problems." Yeah. So this is a conversation or a question I ask like a lot of my friends. How much would I have to pay you to go stand in the ring with Conor McGregor? I talked to Jack about this. I already said I, <laughs> I said, I'll do a hundred k. I would do a hundred k just to take a beating. Like I can just, I don't have to go you, all five rounds. Hundred k. Yeah, I, but I need, I need to train and I need to get uh, same weight as him though. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying like I'm gonna like get. You know, Y'all are in the same even, division, but, pretty much. Yeah, I think he's like five nine. I'm like five seven. So what I would, yeah, I would do it, but probably get my face cracked in. But I like, would have is, uh, more than a hundred k. I'd do a hundred k. Fuck it. That's a lot of money. Then, and then you money. actually die because your brain bleeds and you never get your money. I, th- <laughs> I think I know how to block my face. I'm not gonna go in like oh, I don't know how to boom right there. It's flying he's knee. Gonna rip, he's gonna rip the body, bro. He's gonna, he's like, oh, also, another me. another one of these guys that have turned into uh, a boxer, Thor from Game of Thrones. I don't know if you've seen footage of him recently. I, so this yeah. guy's like six nine, like four hundred and something pounds. He was a world strongman competitor, like bodybuilding and powerlifting and shit like that. And now he's a legit boxer. Imagine going into the ring with him and being like, "He fought." Oh, that's like, let's go. Well, didn't he fight another strongman? Yeah, he fought. Um, I don't know when they fought. It was recently, I thought. Um, yeah, it was like another bodybuilder, like sort of guy. But that's just like scary. I don't understand how like someone could, I guess, living- convince themselves to to go in the ring and try to fight someone like that. Man, we're living in a movie right now, man. These celebrities are getting paid bank to fight and 
I don't know. It's kind of crazy. It's so to back to the guy that I met, we talked about like Jake and Logan Paul, and he's saying how like they get a bad rap for um, you know them being douchebags or, or assholes or whatever. He's like, but they're actually like some of the most genuine people like he's met within the industry, and they're just so good at marketing themselves, and they understand like they're just out here to get their fucking bag. Like they've done a fantastic job of building their own brand, and like you can't. That's true. You can't deny Jake that. Jake yeah. or Logan. Logan fought Floyd. Uh, Jake fought. Uh, crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. Who did Jake fight recently? Uh, Tyson. Tyron, Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley. Like, and he beat him. Like, yeah. So I it's think, like now yeah, you can't just like push it off as some sort of facade. Like these guys are actually in the ring. Like one of them won. The other one fought the best boxer ever. They're gonna be in villains and like Mayweather. Nobody liked him for a long time because. He was the villain. He would always talk shit, and his fights were—I'm not gonna lie—they were boring. But like, he'd always win. So like, you're like waiting for him to lose. Yeah, in the and that and that's the thing. Like, even in like, for instance, WWE, like villains bring in viewers because they're like, I want you to lose so bad. You know what I mean? So like, oh, yeah. the marketing scheme and boxing and fighting is kind of interesting. Well, I agree with you, Ben, on all that about uh, Logan and Jake Paul. And it's interesting, too, how they've built – or specifically Jake Paul's built up his game. He's, he, it's not like he's fought the greatest immediately. He wanted to be a boxer. He's trained his ass off. And he's fought progressively harder fights. And, I mean, I think his he's next not fight fighting is, uh... boxers. He's yet to fight. Like, uh, and Apparently, he's going to fight um, – his next fight is going to be a boxer. It's a uh, Tommy Fury. Yeah, I think he's going to beat that guy. No, nah, Tommy Fury's got some length on him, man. And also, he's actual boxer. His brother is freaking the Gypsy King. I know. You don't think I, don't you don't I think, think he's going to teach I don't know, man. I'll put I'll put money on that. Do you think um, back to like the Jake and Logan Paul thing? Do you think they're so hated because? they're so successful and like no. they, they live the lives that they want to live and they're honest about who they are. Like, do you think people don't like them because it's this status and this level of success that we know that we probably won't reach. And like, there's a jealousy thing to it or what? Cause I like, I don't know these guys personally. And like, so whatever you see on their content and, and their sound bites and interviews and stuff like that's all we have to judge these people. I think people like humble people and they just come off as douchey and like, I'm not going to lie. Like, hell yeah, I'm jealous. Like I wish I could live that life. That's pretty badass. And like to be able to like flaunt like that. And like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like people say they're not, they don't want it like showing off, but like if you're rich as hell like that, don't lie. You're going to show off. Like it's like human nature where you're like love the attention type shit. So like, I feel like they just, not really humble about it you know so and they're just kind of but why do they have to be well for their brand first so they don't have to be i think they have to be for their brand they have to stay out uh known and uh because like if they weren't like that they wouldn't be get reposted on every news social media thing and if you're not reposted people forget gonna forget about you and they, the fights wouldn't mean shit they're gonna be fighting and they're gonna be just another youtuber fighting randoms you know what i mean and also like if they weren't big like that or like people didn't hate them so much and they weren't reposted everywhere no there wouldn't be a big purse to win so they wouldn't be in that situation in the first place 
I agree. I think um, I, I definitely like, you know, you see people and it is human nature to, to judge them. Um, I don't think I'd be friends with Jake Paul. Logan Paul seems like a more genuine guy, but who knows? It could be the complete opposite. Um, and you're right. It's, it's their brand. It's um, getting more pay-per-view buys. You can really like if you, when he fought, uh, when Jake Paul fought Tyron Woodley, they do interviews uh, to, to sell the fight and you can really tell they lean into like i'm gonna fuck you up like all that <laughs> shit and people love it people eat it up i mean growing up i used to watch wwe all the time i like i love just the, the performance and like the oh no i, I just man. liked it so they i leaned into that there. too who's your favorite wrestler uh so i really like the hardy bros but Undertaker. undertake yeah, <laughs> I used to have like the the whatever wristband. Ooh, you did the the dance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did he do? Like a swan dive off the good. top of the ropes onto someone? <laughs> oh, he did like he did, like flip flip onto someone. He's pretty badass. I th- I like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I'd say my favorite had to be Batista. Back in the day, like Batista, Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, John Cena, cool. Triple H. Like we would play the. Back when I don't know if it was on Xbox or what, like the the WWE SmackDown game, dude, that was like the best. That was fun. We had like the wrestlers, like the action figures and stuff, dude. That was like I had like fifty action figures, like, dude. I had a bunch too. A I played well, too long. <laughs> remember when we we all thought it was real? Like we definitely did, thought yeah. it was real. I definitely did. I mean, some of the stuff they do, it. like it's like jumping real. off of shit, is real for sure. I mean, obviously. But I guess, like, understanding that it's, like, scripted and, like, yeah. the person who's going to lose is supposed to lose. But I remember um, – what was uh, – you remember The Edge? Oh, the rated R superstar. <laughs> the horse face and he just – you'd get up after being backflipped on and he'd be in the corner ready to spear you as soon as you turn around. There was this one episode where – you know, you remember Lita, his girlfriend in the show? It, no. Okay. There was one weird ass episode where like they put a bed in the ring and he's just like banging her in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like 12 years old, 10 years old. And I'm like, whoa, like that's crazy. <laughs> like, why the hell is this a part of the show? It's like banging Lita in the ring and people were like, ooh, like it's so fucking funny. Like the, the crowd's going along with it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's I want to like, say, um, along with it. go ahead. So um, on the scale of, you know, WWE is real in the sense that these, these guys got to train their bodies um, and they do take punishment, right? They fly off the ropes and they get hit. They're not like fighting to fight, but on the scale of like MMA, you're getting in a cage to, to try to finish the guy. To WWE, where does Jake Paul's boxing, where does that fall in between? Celebrity boxing. Because people are saying it's scripted. Like the way he's, I don't believe that celebrity boxing. Tyron Woodley was not allowed to knock him out. I did see yeah, that. I did see that as well. I don't know. Maybe that is a real thing because, like, again, he's it's a brand. If he gets knocked out, his brand's downhill. He's got to find another platform, another way to make money, which is probably kind of like his hustle. He's he's got a platform. He's already famous. He's got to do random shit. Like, this is just a random, you know, route he took to make money, and it worked. And I mean, I'm. I'm sure this is not going to be a forever thing. He's not going to try to go like 50 and 0. He's going to stop after a while, and someone's going to beat him after maybe even this next fight, fighting a real boxer. 
So I think he his his lane, for instance, what you're talking about, is celebrity boxing, and I feel like he didn't create it. It's it's there's been celebrity boxing before, but like he put it on another level. But I yeah. think it's also I think it's also really interesting. Like we have to give credit where credit is due because we've seen recently like some of these former professional athletes try to get in a ring to prove that they're able to do it. Like Nate Robinson, like he got knocked out. I don't know if it's like proving. It's more like the purse. The purse is more than what some of these athletes have made in their like one year, like a like a one year salary. For instance, they're making like like what did how much did he make? Uh, the fucking Mayweather, Mayweather and uh, Logan Paul. I think Mayweather made like thirty million. Like that's the only way you'd get him in there. He made a huge purse, and like it's all about the purse, like. These people are coming out of retirement because they're like, oh, hell yeah, I need the money. Like Evander Holyfield, I'm sure he didn't want it. He's 60 years old. Like, dude got rocked. And what, he got like $1 million? Like, to him, that's a lot because back then you didn't get paid $1 million. You got paid a hefty amount, but like, that's a lot. They're, yeah, they're, true. So. I don't know. I get skeptical about – so, like, it is all about the money. And if Jake Paul – just thinking about it, he, he's got to win – I don't know, like, how real it is. Like, Tyron Woodley needed to get paid because he was not – his last UFC fights, he was getting finished. He, he wasn't last, doing well. Who knows how he spent his money or if he saved it. He's a rapper. That's an easy payday. Mm. He is a rapper. <laughs> he also got Jake Paul's uh, name tattooed on his Who knows? Finger. Jake Paul – like, those kind of things, like, only scripted part, I think, would be the talking shit part. Because the fighting's definitely real, or they're getting punched in the face. I mean, watched it firsthand, but like the scripting were like they hate each other type thing. Because like whenever McGregor or no Pacquiao and Mayweather fought, I feel like they were kind of friends or like made this fake hatred up. Because how do you hate Pacquiao? Like he seems like such a genuinely nice guy. And uh, I don't know, they throw jabs to each other like here and there. But like I feel like they were like big money moves we're about to make like let's talk shit and make this fight big same with mcgregor too like they're probably yeah. like shaking hands and like that let's build this shit up let's make a fucking half a billion dollars so it's like 300 mil or something like that right some bullshit they cashed in and, and after the in the press conference with mcgregor and mayweather they were like like you said they were shaking hands they're happy they're yeah. like they respect each other you know yeah but all right, we, we kind of went deep on MMA, boxing. But I think we should uh, um, go ahead and wrap it up here. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Um, He's bad boys. Oh. Yeah. God, those, those, those look tiny. What size is that? Three? Four? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, eight and a half. All right, guys. Well, good podcast. We covered a lot. I'm going to do a little bit of research on uh, Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petillo and try to tap myself out of the matrix. All right. Yeah, Gematria. G-E-M-A-T-R-I-A. Search up. Jack, I sent you the podcast. It's like an hour long, and it gets right into it, explaining the connections between the case and the New World Order and the Illuminati and all this stuff. So definitely look into that and – Prepare to have your mind blown. Before we go, I wanted to mention um, Big Sean. He's one of my favorite rappers. He did a freestyle on LA Leakers, and he goes in on like nine minutes 
but he mentions um, a lot of, like he's one of the enlightened rappers, I feel like. He talks about uh, the Tuskegee Airmen that were given syphilis and they were told they were going to get treatment, but they just left to die, Um, which actually happened. It was the government doing that. And he he raps about that. He raps about the government being the biggest gang. So y'all listen to that one. It's pretty good freestyles. All right. And then, so next podcast, we're going to have Jack freestyle on a beat. Um, so get tuned in, guys. <laughs> we need uh, we need Skylar Shelton to come out here and freestyle. <laughs> let's have, a, let's have America's Got Talent on our uh, podcast. We'll have a, uh, yeah. We're going to have Skylar dancing and singing. We'll have uh, Justin's uh, <laughs> shooting. See if he's uh, got some aim. Justin. All right, last words, Ben. Uh, NFL picks today. If you're listening, um, let's go. My blazing five, like Colin Coward. My blazing five. We're gonna go Eagles plus three and a half at the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders' defense is terrible, and uh, now that Darren Waller's out, the Eagles should be close to even on that, if not favored. Take the Bucks against the Chicago Bears. The Bears will not be able to run the ball against Vita VA and Dominican Sue, so take the Bucks. Let's also go Panthers minus two and a half. And I think they play Giants. Giants. Yeah, they play the Giants. Giants are banged up. They don't have any healthy guys right now. Um, let's see what else we got. Take I the Patriots. Uh, yeah, I think the Packers are like minus seven and a half on that one. I'm not too sure because the Packers offense hasn't looked very good and Washington's kind of scrappy. Um, Patriots against the Jets. The Jets are maybe the worst team in the league. And (laughs) then, um, Titans plus four and a half against the Chiefs at home here in Nashville, kicking off in about an hour and a half. And then, uh, Colts money line tonight against the 49ers. Trey Lance is not the future, and the Colts actually look pretty good with Carson Wentz. So use a barstool code uh, Ben twenty five to get a hundred percent off your first bet, and uh, and then I actually just and then also take the Bengals plus six and a half against the Ravens. So I was just checking Twitter. Dave Portnoy just placed a bet. He wagered two hundred eighty eight thousand dollars to win $253,000 for a total payout of just above half a million on a single game today. What game? He took the Bengals plus six and a half. Wow. Who are they playing again? The Ravens? That's, the Ravens. At I mean, the Ravens. Honestly, that's not that bad. I like Joe Burrows. Uh, Joe Burrows is going to do something. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. They've got a pretty good squad over there. Should be a pretty good game. But uh, if – the Ravens can get a lot of pressure on Joe early because their offensive line is a little bit lacking, then it's going to be an interesting affair. But those are my picks. Hopefully I can make some money today because college football has been beating me up. Yeah, I'm going to go in debt. <laughs> my bookie's going to come break my legs. <laughs> Where's the money at, eh? Been watching Sopranos, man. <laughs> All right, we're going to get in a whole other segment, but we'll talk about Sopranos next time. Love that show. Um, let's go watch some football. All right, fellas. All right. Um, next Sunday, same time, or maybe we'll figure it out. Yeah. Jack, are we doing our political on Tuesday? Ooh, next Sunday. Uh, 
That's Halloween, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be hungover, my boy. <laughs> well, that'll be my last. That'll be my last day before I'm uh, intoxicated for the rest of the month of November. <laughs> Hit me up, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good week. All right. All right. Peace out, guys. See you. Adios.